I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Have you ever left a man for dead and made sure he's really dead? <laughs> Not since last July 4th. That's all I've learned from this movie. That's all I have to learn. Happy 4th of July, Julie. Julie. <laughs> Julie James. It's a great name. Thank you, Lois Duncan, for that wonderful name. Yeah, she gave us uh, all the character names. The, the plot about is fucking it. <laughs> not the same at all. Not at all. <laughs> I do believe someone gets hit by a car, and that's about that's it. That's about it. It's Isn't it a boy on a bicycle? Yeah, in it's like the a book? kid. Yeah, it is not what happens in this movie. But, I was you know. so disappointed, because I remember seeing the movie, and then they released like, one of those like movie tie-in paperbacks, and I was like, okay, mm. I'm going to read the book that this was all based on. And it, <laughs> it had like the poster art for the movie on, on the front, and I was like, I can't wait. And I was like, this is mm-hmm. nothing like the movie at all. <laughs> this is shocking. What did they do? What have they done? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Her books are really good. Uh, you know, I read most of them as a teenager, but yeah, they did not. They took some liberties with this one. Absolutely. Definitely. Yes, the the or- original was was not a slasher film at all. In fact, I think this is really more of like a like a loose remake of like Prom Night. I mean, that's yeah. It's not really yeah. doesn't have that much to do with the book so much. Yeah, it's it's going more for like an urban legend type thing i mean it's pre-urban legend the the pre-urban legend the movie in fact i think urban legend kind of just stole the whole premise of this with this like going off of urban legends and yeah campfire tales and things but what what do you do i mean just the whole idea of this creepy dude with a hook you know we've all heard that story it's a classic right right it's 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 the lover's lane also did this but that came out after this oh i guess lover's Uh, lane how could we forget that esteemed (laughs) starring the great anna faris (laughs) (laughs) in a film that i'm sure has been off her resume since she did it it's like i know i've got some feature film experience here with lover's lane but i'm just gonna leave this off when i audition for scary movie because i don't think they're gonna care they're gonna be you almost feel bad for some of these horror actors and actresses that like just do this stuff to make money and then they think but then like we won't let them forget it essentially you know it's like we just keep reminding them nope you did this it's like i did scary movies and and smiley face and mom for multiple seasons but no you're gonna bring up lover's lane (laughs) haven't i been through enough i was with chris pratt fuck you i was in lost in translation okay that's a that's a classic movie sophia coppola hello I can't I wait for Arrow to, to to be like the lost classic Lovers Lane is getting a oh, 4K sure. re-release. <laughs> I'm sure. Starring Lost in Translations Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is getting a 4K release? Why don't you tell our oh, listeners if they've Well, this is probably seen it. Hot off the presses. In fact, ow, ooh, ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, my fingers have been burnt by this this hot scoop um don't go near that stove i'm so i'm so excited about this apparently uh today as we were about to record this it was announced that sony is putting this out on a 4k blu-ray combo with uh Mm -hmm. lots of um special features uh for this movie which we've never gotten 
something like a bunch of deleted scenes and an, an alternate ending. I didn't know this had an alternate ending. Uh, yes, six deleted scenes. I'm reading it here. An alternate ending, an interview with uh, Jim Gillespie, an interview with Muse Watson, filmmaker commentary, just uh, some good stuff in here. It sounds like it's definitely worth yeah. picking up. It's yeah. kind of shocking it's taken this long to uh, to have a kind of a special edition of this movie. Yeah, the, the Blu-ray is very basic, and it's out yeah. of print, right? The initial one. It and is. It's uh, there's not even subtitles on it. I'm like, I mean, that's shocking. That is shocking. Because when you have dialogue this this good, everybody needs to be exposed. (laughs) I want to to know (laughs) every single word. Okay. I mean, my question is, what were they waiting for, huh? What were they waiting (laughs) for? (laughs) My God. That's what we were asking. Like, why haven't they released this on 4K already? (laughs) And why are they releasing in September? Yeah. What? Okay. People have got to start picking release dates a little bit better. I thought we were over this. You know, like, the Mm -hmm. last few years we've had Halloween movies actually being released in October. It was sort of pleasant. You know, the movies could have been better, but at least they had their heart in the right place there. You know, Mm -hmm. remember when they used to release, like, Halloween H2O in, like, August? I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just makes sense to release it close to the date that it takes place. I mean, you would think even The Thing came out in the summer, I believe. Yeah, and that's a winter movie. It's just like, why, 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 why do this? That's why, the coldest, frostiest movie ever. So there's that news. There's, uh, we got some more exciting Chucky news. Oh my god, yes. Our dear Glenn Glenda is returning. How cool After, is that? what, 18 years? That's no, awesome. it can't be that long. Oh my god. Yes. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Is it that fucking long? Mm-hmm. Because <gasps> uh, 2004 was uh, Whoa. Seat of Chucky. Wow. Yeah. Uh, now played by Lachlan Watson, who was in that Sabrina series. And they were good. I kind of gave up on the show after a season or two, but they were really good at it. So I think it'll be a good choice. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. I love Glenn Glinda. Yeah. Along with all the other great casting choices they've already made. It just sounds mm. wonderful. It just sounds like it's going to be fucking nuts, which just is what we want. Just ridiculous, so. like 500 <laughs> different plot lines going on at the same yeah. time. A cast of a thousand. It's like a splashy MGM musical here. Mm -hmm. I just can't wait. Yeah. There was that news, and then there was news that uh, Diablo Cody is doing this Lisa Frankenstein horror comedy. Back to horror. Back to horror, thank God. Uh, Starring Cole Sprouse and Catherine Newton, so that'll be fun. I kind of hope Lisa Frank does the artwork, because Lisa Mm. Frankenstein... Lisa Frank and so, mm, it takes mm. place in the eighties. Like, wasn't that when she was a big deal? Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> she could re- revitalize Frank. her tarnished brand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so cool. <laughs> I used to love Lisa Frank. I just thought she was like she had the prettiest stuff. And then oh, uh, Mira Sorvino was like, "Hey, let me drop this little piece of hot news. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to a Romy and Michelle too." Mm-hmm. The fuck? Can you imagine? It's been I a cannot. good news day. It's been very good. <laughs> it has, yeah. <laughs> you know, outside of the rest of the world, but in the entertainment world, it's been quite nice. <laughs> so, well, this has not been confirmed yet, so I hate no. to bring it up, but like, yeah. did you see the Nev Campbell news? Yes, I've heard she, she is secretly signed be... on. Yeah, but again, this has not been confirmed yet, yeah. and apparently, if she does come back, it's under the expectation that she has a bigger role 
in part seven. So I mean, we'll see. it would make sense. Like, I, I feel like it would be cool if they ended the next one with like her being like stabbed like a thousand times. And they're like, is she dead? <laughs> is she not have to come see part seven to find out? Yeah. I mean, that'd yeah. be a good as long cliffhanger. As put her in a fucking bed the whole movie for part six and then yeah, bring it back for part so seven well the last time with jamie lee <laughs> yeah. jesus christ i would love to hear nev campbell's thesis on the the uh evils of the world yeah well they haven't said like if it's going to be a trilogy either they're just like right uh, talking about and i don't love the fact that if if, if it is this way it's like then we know she's going to survive which of course she's sydney so she's going to survive but yeah. still it's like there's no threat if we know no. that she's going to come back from part seven so it's not that is great true. If they're planning yeah this. that yeah that wouldn't make sense like even if she is like mangled at the end of six like they're gonna be like well she did sign on for seven so maybe yeah. she comes back as a ghost her hologram shows up and perfect the kids <laughs> will love that work they'll love it <laughs> Like, are holograms still a thing? Or is anyone really impressed with with that? I find it a little bit ghoulish <laughs> Dude, and weird. that was such a big thing. You know, it was like Celine Dion would do duets yeah. with Elvis Presley and <laughs> like, shit. It's really creepy. Like, what's going on? I don't like it. It gives yeah. me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Tupac would just randomly show up in these concerts. Yeah. And it's like, what's like, going let on? Let him rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. How is he still working after death? fucking capitalism now they, man <laughs> like, now they do the really weird fucking thing where they bring back these actors from the dead and put them on screen oh my and it's God, like, like Carrie I, you, you gotta stop with Fisher this. and yeah. stuff I'm like no you gotta, you gotta calm creepy. down yeah. so that's what's going on in the world yes <laughs> I guess that's not fake news that's real news <laughs> that's stuff that's actually happening we are real we are uh, not deep fakes by the way we are not we are real uh, people as much as they know <laughs> well spoiler alert <laughs> we got to 101 episodes and we're gonna pull off the masks <laughs> we are asking you to please support skynet at this time <laughs> oh we got twists and turns to today just just like this movie yeah. So many twists and turns. This movie has many twists and turns. It'll give you Down to alleys that you don't expect. And oh, uh, many alleys. In, into, a, into a fashion store and uh, wherever the hell they sell there. I don't know. What they, what do they sell Fashion is it's a just... very strong word for what's going on in that store. I don't know. It's like a department store, but it's just a bunch of shit that like nobody would want. It's like, yep. you want a lamp? We got it. You want like an ugly no dress? We got you covered. You want a we got you want a slicker. Everybody's got a slicker. Everybody in this town. has a slicker. <laughs> they went to the slicker mega store down the road and just yeah. bought a yeah. bunch of them. You yeah. know how everybody in Texas has a gun? Well, everybody in North Carolina or wherever the hell this is at has a fucking slicker. Apparently, those Croker Queens. Oh man. <laughs> not to be confused with Kroger Queens. No, which of is course not. Different different kind of queens. <laughs> Like a supermarket queen? That's fun. I guess so. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this one has some production history. Like, I, again, I, for some reason, all these 90s movies have these dissertation long uh, production histories. And yet you go look for something from like the 80s and there's like nothing on there. Yeah. It's like this was shot like, in oh, a weekend. Was, and like, this was shot. Yeah. Here it was directed by blah. Yeah, they said they that. liked the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I thought it turned out great. Uh, it got a VHS release and everything. That was cool. Uh, 1997, which means this film is turning 25 years old this year. Oh my so look God. at us. Wow. You know, Scream had just been this big, giant mega hit at the box office. It grossed $173 million against a $14 million budget. 
Um, so other studios were like, we got to get in on this and uh, got to get us one of those things. And fortunately, Kevin Williamson already had this other script just like lying around ready to go. Because at some point before Scream was released, he had been approached by this producer named Eric Feig to, or Feig, Feig, who knows, but to adapt um, Lois Duncan's book that we mentioned for the screen. And adapt is a loose term, as we said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh you know, and uh, notably Lois Duncan did not like this movie at all either. Although she had kind of given up on horror by that point in general because her daughter had been murdered in 1989 and she was kind of over horror at that point. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, but uh, some of the changes he made, you know, he changed the setting to a small fishing village because his father had been a commercial fisherman. So he had sort of firsthand experience with that. You know, they say, write what you know, I guess. Of course, he decided to put this sort of urban legend with the hook in here and based on the, the hook killer that um, has many different origin stories depending on who you ask, uh, just like they talk about at the beginning of this movie. Unlike Scream, it doesn't have as much satire. It does still have some like little you know one-liners in here, yeah, self-aware yeah. bits, but definitely not, not as much, much big tongue-in-cheek satire. What, what, what? There, there's conflicting information about when this was actually written. Like, some people say it was written years before Scream, and some people say it was written during the production of Scream. So, I don't know. So, yeah, Scream blows up at the box office. So, Mandalay Entertainment and Columbia Pictures, they snatch up the rights to this baby, and they greenlight it right away. Uh, apparently, Kevin Williamson suggested Jim Gillespie to direct. He hadn't done a whole lot before this, so I don't really know how they knew each other, but... It's probably in a commentary somewhere. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt was cast. Um, of course, she was known for Party of the Five at the time, just like Nev Campbell. So they're trying to, again, cash in on the scream. Bits is like, it worked for Nev. Let's try the other girl from Party of Five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we still have four more of those partiers. Yeah. We got to <laughs> They just keep taking a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, they liked her ability to project vulnerability, I guess, which, okay. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart was apparently offered the role initially and she turned uh, it down she thought it was a ripoff of Scream which I mean okay but uh, I guess at that point in time she could actually turn down roles not so much anymore but... wasn't she also I think she also turned down Scream or maybe she auditioned for it I, I, I saw I that somewhere remember. I think we I think yeah I think we mentioned that that she yeah. was up for that part it, it was a big couple years like 96 to like 99 was like the peak Melissa Joan Hart years and i guess a little bit earlier too because she did clarissa explains it all so the 90s were 90s i'd like to uh, see clarissa try to explain this shit that would that would be cool like (laughs) if she was just playing clarissa as julie james now i want to go rewatch clarissa explains it all there's this um oh god there's some site that has a couple nights of um snick just like two hour blocks of it uploaded and i'm just gonna go watch those at some point oh people like that are just saints i mean really just uploading these treasures you know but uh for the role of barry uh, they were originally envisioning this big, like, six-foot-two quarterback-type character. For some reason, they chose Ryan Philippe, who is not that person, but whatever. He's still hot, so I guess oh, that's all that counts. God. <laughs> this, this movie, I think, was an awakening for many a gay child. Mm-hmm. This one in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. Did you see his booty? Ryan just was always helping out the gays. What else? What else? What else? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. comes in for Ray. hadn't done a whole lot before this, but they liked his sort of everyman quality. Um, he did The House of Yes the same year. Oh, that's Sarah right. Sarah Michelle Geller was the last to be cast and the best, I would say. Oh, yes. Uh, 97 was a big year for SMG, as we talked about during Scream 2, because she did 
the first season of Buffy and she did Scream 2 and she did this all, all of which were released within like two months of each other although this started shooting in late March and the first episode of Buffy aired in March so she was cast in this before you know she was known for Buffy mm-hmm. uh, so there's that um, bah, 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 bah. she was also known for soap opera act- acting there's a lot of soap oh, opera yeah. stars in this movie for some reason um, she got a daytime Emmy award for her portrayal of Kendall Hart in All My Children oh yeah and my uh, grammy used to love her on that show she was like oh she's yeah. so talented that's sarah michelle geller she's, <laughs> she's fucking like like she when they give her things to do she is a very good actress i agree um, but i really agree she doesn't often get things to do but no. uh um she doesn't buffy but like outside of that in films not so much yeah uh, there are moments in this like i mean the whole chase sequence which we'll get to is oh, fucking amazing but one of the best and then, you know, the, the rest of the cast was just kind of filling in everybody else as usual, you know. Uh, Muse Watson came in, uh, Bridget Wilson from Billy Madison and Mortal Kombat. Um, I love her in this movie. She's such a bitch. Oh, my and, God. Uh... Like, what is the bug in her rompers here? I, <laughs> I mean, really, it. I, I don't it. understand she's why she's such a horrible hu- human being. I mean, her first introduction is is just, like, horrible. Like, she's just a terrible person. <laughs> she's terrible. My God. Yeah, monster. One of those j- jaded adults. <laughs> Maybe she's supposed to represent like what what you what you become if you uh you know Stay if your here. life keeps going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In Work this in the town. fucking shivers de- department store. Oh, mm-hmm. I guess I'd be pissed too. I can't lie. I mean, <laughs> little town, <laughs> full of little stupid people, people. <laughs> being stabbed with hooks. So they got they got her. They got Anne Hayes, who was also mainly known for soaps at the time. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, she was play on Another Missy, World, I think, right? I believe, yes. Yeah. And uh, Johnny Glucky, who is fresh off Roseanne. And uh, yeah, that's the main cast anyway. And then I meant Muse Watson. Yeah, he's yes. here too. And uh, film was shot mostly in Southport, North Carolina. Except some scenes, I can't talk. Some scenes were randomly shot in Sonoma County, California, like mm-hmm. usual. I think a lot of these opening sequences with the cliff stuff was... In California, which makes sense. The final sequence was shot on an actual waterbound vessel on the Cape Fear River, uh, which proved difficult for the actors. Um, the filmmakers nearly lost the boat while attempting to dock it due to volatile waters, oh, God. Uh, which afterwards, <laughs> I guess they were forced to leave and shoot other footage until the following day. Gillespie chose not to do a whole lot of on-screen blood, although I feel like that was probably the studio's call more than his, because that was just kind of the thing for this period there was not a whole lot of blood in these movies this one does have just some like random spurts they just come out of nowhere but yeah it's that's about sort it. of it is a pretty bloodless movie like i remember remember when this yeah. was like first on like network tv it like they yeah. cut like three seconds from the movie because there wasn't much to cut you know it's like there mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. There, there's like a, yeah there's not a lot of there's not a lot of blood there's not no. a lot of cursing it's kind of just yeah i mean it's it, it if this came out today i feel like it would be a pg-13 movie yeah but. it's like a few slight cuts away from pg-13 i think yeah yada 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 after a test screening they realized they needed an earlier death so they killed off max who was initially not going to be killed off poor johnny galecki the original ending which maybe this will be the alternate ending oh, is a sequence where julie receives an email reading <gasps> i still know hi tech Wow! And then he pops out through the computer screen, or like what? Like this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. I've never liked the ending of this movie. I, it just feels so tacked on and stupid to me. But I mean, but anyway. it's goofy. 
but I remember at the yeah. time thinking it was so scary. Like, oh my goodness. It's scary. I mean, there's some genu- genuine like scares in this movie. I mm-hmm. actually think it's a pretty well-directed movie. I don't I think, think it's so a particularly too. well-written movie, but the yeah, it's suspense little... is good. Yeah. It's just so fucking convoluted. Like, I, it's like there's yeah. so much going on, and I never like. I'm just like, wait, what does Missy have to do with everything? Wait, her brother is who? Why is he what? Who? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's with Billy Blue, who we don't know who that is, and yeah. they, they're all tied to this girl who died in a car crash. And yeah, it's it's the the scene that really just sums up this whole movie is at the end where she's trying to give this whole explanation to Ray and he's just like that makes no sense <laughs> it's just like no it doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's it's like I, I I get the sense that Kevin Williamson thought he had to make this more kind of elevated you know like yeah. I have to make this an actual mystery so I have to have like all these red herrings and yada 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 and he just went like a little too far with it like yeah. this is just a slasher all we really needed was you killing off somebody and then that guy comes back to kill the rest of the people you know pretty much like maybe a, a couple twists and turns here, but there's just like a few too too much going. Yeah, a little yeah. too much going on here. Um, uh, but uh, okay, anything else? Um, uh, before the phone came out, there was this marketing campaign where they called it, where they said like from the creator of Scream, and Miramax was not happy with that, so they filed a lawsuit. Oh, that's and stupid. eventually they won. That's yeah, because really? like they, they won that shit. Yeah, I, I don't know how because like. I don't know. I mean, Kevin Williamson the creator of Scream, was one of the creators so, of Scream, so... Like, what the know. fuck? That's yeah. ridiculous. That's the dumbest lawsuit I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, opened on October 17th, 1997. Uh, huge hit. Grossed $125 million against a $17 million budget, which is not too far off from what Scream ended up making. Uh, critics were less kind, though. It currently has a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Um uh, yada yada yada. I think they were expecting something more self-aware and satirical, like Scream had been. Um, Roger Ebert gave the film one out of four stars oh, and wrote that the, <laughs> the best shot in this film is the first one. Not a good sign. Um, but then some of the critics were pretty kind. Um, Variety said it was a polished genre piece with superior fright elements that should perform at better than average theatrical levels, which it did. It did. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, yada 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 TV Guide says um, Kevin Williamson takes a step backward and writes the kind of movie Scream mocks Um, he says you can can see him soaking up videos of Friday the 13th and Halloween not to mention lesser knowns like He Knows You're Alone, Terror Train, and My Bloody Valentine saying I can do that He Knows You're Alone is a masterpiece fuck (laughs) y'all I know my bloody valentine lesser i think yeah, not they seem to think that yeah these are uh critiques when in reality like you're just referring to great films that would just so. make me want to see it at the time like oh yeah, yeah. He, he knows you're alone my bloody valentine oh this must be uh-huh. high art uh-huh. um but yeah he, he did get some um uh praise for just some of the character work being better than in some uh slashers anyway so there's that i think it's pretty good in the first like 20 minutes of the movie and then it kind of just becomes a slasher after that but yeah that's how it goes um there are moments that are nice uh uh you got anything big to say um overarching things it's uh, oh oh my god you're putting me on the spot like this this um I'm sorry <laughs> i mean listen i prefer 
I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> this will not come as a shock if you've been listening to the podcast. <laughs> I have terrible taste, so don't take my word for it. But no, I, I do love this movie. It was actually one of the first R-rated movies I saw when I was a kid. Me too, I think. And, yeah. Uh, it's 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 a good one. It's like a good gateway because it's like a little scary, but not too scary, not too gory. It was like one of those like you you could watch with adults in the room because there was nothing like super sexy or like crazy, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was just it it it's a good one for for the kids to watch. Yeah, it's bad. it's yeah, that's a good way to put it. It is a very good kind of gateway horror movie. It's 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 yeah, it's got some scares. I don't know if kids today would be scared by it, but at the time, yeah, it was pretty fucking terrifying at times um, oh this movie yeah gave me more more nightmares than scream did so i will tell that. you i saw this with my friend from elementary school and when they were in missy's house and they accidentally mm-hmm. bump into the slicker that's on the on the the back of the door mm-hmm. <laughs> he freaked the fuck out <laughs> he was like mm-hmm. we have to turn this off it's too scary <laughs> <laughs> too much too much it's like he wasn't even the killer it's a slicker because everyone my in this movie eyes, has a slicker eyes. Attack yeah. of the Slickers. <laughs> Aesthetically, it is a very good movie. Oh, I think yeah. It is very well shot. I think it is gorgeous. I love this seaside setting. It's beautiful. Um, I think a lot of the suspense works. Not all of mm-hmm. it, but I think a, a good number of it, a good amount of it still works. Um, it's, uh, I love all these sweeping coastal shots. Like I said, uh, I like the, I actually think the first 20 minutes are pretty darn good like setting yeah. up everything that happens it's really the fallout of that that gets a little nuts you know yeah. um because it introduces to all these characters we get to know who they are kind of what their goals are in life and briefly anyway and they're all about to go off in the world and do their own thing and uh then just shit just hits the fan mm-hmm. which we'll get into yeah but yeah life had other plans for these mm-hmm. starry-eyed dreamers mm-hmm. yeah it's a metaphor about your life doesn't ever end up going the, the place that you think it's going to go. And to quote famous philosophical icon Jennifer Love Hewitt, how do I deal with you? How do I deal with me when I don't even know myself or what it is you want from me? Or what it is you want from me. Yeah. Wow. What a philosopher. I, my God. The, the profound levels of... <laughs> For me, I, this movie kind of takes a dip after Helen passes away. Like the last act, I'm like, oh god. Like, yeah, I like it's well shot, it's it's well cut, but it's like all of a sudden this like exposition dump, you know, and then it's yeah, kind of like who's this dude? He's the killer. Who the fuck is he? I don't like what you know. It's just sort of I don't know. Uh, they're constantly going back to Anne Hayes for some reason yeah. and trying to get more information out of her, even and though she doesn't you? know anything. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I'd like to know about Anne Heche. I just I think she'd be fascinating to talk to. Maybe the maybe there'll be some interesting deleted scenes of, uh, that feature her. I hope uh, it's it, all it, Anne Heche. She just seems like a different character than the two times they see her. The first time they see her, she's like kind of welcome. She's like welcome and yeah. like you know. Uh, and then uh, she's like trying well, to stab. I, I'm so lonely. People. And then she's like trying to stab people the next time, and she's like got all these animals cut up and everything, which they didn't see the first time around. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what happened? Did she get kidnapped by like Leatherface and is now like one of his goons? Like, what's going mm-hmm. on here? 
And there's stuff with Ray that makes no sense, like the fact that he doesn't want to. I, we'll get we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll dig in. Like what, a what's nice going souffle. on in this movie? Just oh, yes, exactly. Well, it's July Fourth. Do you, do you know where your kids are? Um, because <laughs> one of them is getting drunk on top of a, a, a cliff here, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's he's got some overalls on. And he has this this little thing. What what is that little thing that he he, he goes ding? The little um, I don't know. Dingy, but it comes back like three times. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> something you you need to pay attention to. But I don't it's know a the word. Device. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. And it's a Chekhov's silver thingy, silver thingy that goes ding. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Ding 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 with the silver thingy, um, <laughs> and. So then all of a sudden there's all these fireworks and he, and he's like, oh, cool. A fireworks show on a cliff. Yippee. And, In July. Original. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> out of the box. Um, and then there is a Croker Queen contest happening. It's kind of a big deal. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a, a young lady named he- Helen who has won and her friends, Julie, Ray, and and her boyfriend Barry are very excited in the balcony. They're super excited yeah, because about she's it. she's going to pursue a career as a serious actress. Yes, or so she thinks. Not some slasher final no. girl, right? She would never do a film like this. <laughs> Little does she know. You're in one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so they go off and they get drunk and they run into this guy named Max who kind of has a thing for Julie. And um, and he's a little uh, aggro. I don't. Yeah. Well, Barry's the aggro one, but Max is a little just needs to take it back a notch too. Yeah, you can tell he's like a little needy and clingy and kind of like mm-hmm. too. Like he just seems like bad Incel, news. Yeah, he yeah. seems like he'd be some bad news. And mm-hmm. you know, Barry's also kind of like a monster. Um, and he kind of just yeah. tells him to like go fuck himself. And then, um, Helen runs into her sister Elsa, and. <laughs> She's like the star of the movie. <laughs> like, and her first words basically just like eat me. Um, and <laughs> so her sister's not thrilled. I guess I, th- there's like a weird sort of like whatever happened to Baby Jane kind of like sibling rivalry mm-hmm. between them, where like I really do think Elsa's bitter that there's potential for Helen to kind of leave the town and become oh, yeah, something b- sure. bigger, and she's still stuck yeah. at her parents department store mm-hmm. um we need a, a prequel that I'd sets up this whole this. dynamic i'd be great yeah. with that <laughs> and so they all kind of go off and they chill out on the beach by a, a, dawson's a, a, beach dawson's i mean it's uh, kev kev williamson <laughs> sir take it down a few notches like come on. <laughs> <laughs> and um and they have like a like a little campfire going and they and they they tell the story of the hook and everyone's like, no, it didn't go like that. It went like this. And they're like, no, it went like that. And no one can really agree. And, uh, and then like Ray and Julie have like a talk about how like, you know, she's going to go away and like, they might not like make it and stuff. And so they start like making out and shit and everyone's just getting super drunk. And for some reason, Barry is like the dr- drunkest of the drunk. And he's like, let's get in the car and go. Mm-hmm. And they're driving. Ray's driving, and at one point, 
Barry lets his his alcohol bottle slip and like it hits them right I think and then like yeah then they like they swerve mm-hmm. and then Barry had been like hanging out of the roof and acting like a buffoon and knocking yeah. over the bottle like you said and then yeah it's not good and then he's like watch out and then kablam they run into this dude who's dressed in overall so we assume it's the guy from the opening with his little yeah. tingy thingy and um and they sort of pull over and Barry's like drenched in blood from the dude and they're like oh my god and they go out of the car and they see this boot and they're like oh no this is not good and they find the body and like what are we gonna do and then not only was he a victim he was a fashion victim with well boot, let me tell you if not the fucking truth jesus he had it coming um and then, like, all of a sudden they see headlights and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Oh, no. So they pretend like they 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 um, they're like they try to like stall the car because it turns out to be Max. nothing to see here. Everything's yeah. fine. So they're like, <laughs> just drive on by. Julie, he likes you. Go and talk to him. Like they <laughs> pimp her out. They're like, you know, go, fl- go flirt a little. <laughs> and honestly, he seems like he's a little drunk, too. Yeah, because he's like, "Hey, Julie, what's going on?" And then you can you can wipe that my shit. Don't sit off your face. Grand. What is what is his accent? In this I movie? have I no idea. I mean, I guess if it takes place in North Carolina, it would make sense to be a little more southern. But no one he's else like has an trying accent. Trying to do it. Nobody else has the accent. So, like yeah. that's the thing with a with, with a movie or a play. Like decide where everyone is and then get everyone to do yeah. the accent, or just strike it all t- together. Like if one person can't do it. Then just don't even do it. Just have everyone just talk the way they norm- normally do. And then, like, Ray tries to, like, sweeten him up, too. And that's when they have, like, a little tiff. And then eventually he just kind of goes on his merry way. And they're like, okay, what are we going to do with this corpse? This is not how we thought July 4th was going to go. So they decide to go to this pier where they are going to, like, dump him into the water. And, of course, Julie's all like, oh, this doesn't seem right, you know, because she's, like, the voice yeah, of reason. She, she's the moral, you know. She's kind of a killjoy. Um, of course, the men are both like, no, we have to do it. And Ray's like, because I can't get into a good college if, you know, I don't have – and I don't have people to – the money to, to hire a lawyer and exactly. go through all this like you all. And so which is, which is uh, true. they decide yeah. they're all in it together. Yeah. Helen's kind of the most innocent here, I feel like. I think so, too. I mean, she just wanted to become a beauty queen and do some serious acting yeah. work. And then yeah. and then just to throw oil onto the fire here, the mm-hmm. the man comes back to life and grabs her crown. <gasps> and she's like, oh, no, Ooh. he has my crown. And Barry's like, I'll go in after him. <laughs> he just jumps in and grabs it. <laughs> and, which makes sense because it could be evidence, you know, like if she yeah, comes sure, back and it's sure. like, hey, where's your crown? You just won. She'd be like, right. oh, it fell out the window. He, like, what? what, what he's not say? doing it out of the goodness of his heart. Not here. really. You know, he, he's trying to save his own skin. Yeah. And so he, he goes under the water and the guy's eyes like open up and like, and he's like, oh, no. But he gets the crown. He gets out. And then he's just pissed because he's wet and angry. And, and he's like, all right, we did it. Now let's just remember that we're gonna take this to our grave, and Julie, mm-hmm. Julie won't really participate, so he just starts strangling her. <laughs> He's like, "Sir, sir, yeah, yeah, a little aggro here, dude." And he's like, "Fine, whatever, like, cool." 
And then don't they, it, in the scary movie they like take that up to like a, a twenty <laughs> like he just like, like slamming your head against the punching her in like the stomach oh, it's or so something. Bad. It's so bad. <laughs> I just always remember the scene in that where like they hit they hit the guy and she's like, oh my god, we hit a boot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. And the guy like gets up and it's like I'm fine, I'm good, and they like throw the bottle and they knock him back out again. <laughs> Now I want to go watch Scary Movie. Some, I know it's not very good, but I want to go watch it. Some of movie was kind of funny. There were moments that were Parts quite of it, yes. funny. Parts of it, um, yeah. But yeah, so now it's a year later, and Julie is in college, and she has a roommate mm-hmm. who seems like a bundle of joy. Like, she's like, listen, you need to go, like, get a tan and stop being so mopey. So I'm assuming she's been kind of a mess, you know, for mm-hmm. the, past, the, the past year, which is understandable. It doesn't really make for the most engaging leading lady i will say that yeah. she's kind of yeah. a, a little soggy you know um a little bit but it's under- yeah. understandable and so she they don't really give her like an outlet you know no. like in scream 2 they give sydney the theater angle where she's yeah. like able to channel like so she's not just kind of moping the whole movie exactly and able to like whereas this one it's kind of just like she's just moping like yeah and, which like i get it in real life but for a movie yeah it's a little yeah new kind of like eh what's your goal here and uh and so she re- returns home for the summer and like her mom is like immediately kind of like are you on drugs <laughs> it's like you don't look good <laughs> yeah her mom is not supportive particularly <laughs> no. at all and, then, and what she say one but she's like your father must be turning over in his grave i'm like okay like, oh my calm God. down like, mom. seriously like what has she done here like has she yeah. taken up crystal meth like is she selling babies on the black market what is her crime here you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she's like oh you got a letter and she's like oh i just got a letter and so she <laughs> just got opens it up and it says i know what you did last summer and she's like what who sent this where's the address and she's like it didn't have an address and so like immediately she goes and she tracks down helen who now works at shivers department store mm-hmm. Her dream did not come to fruition. <laughs> Helen doesn't have a New York number. <laughs> so bitchy. <laughs> She's like, but you can try the, uh, fragrances or where, wherever she is. <laughs> you could try Sears. <laughs> and so Helen is like immediately a little embarrassed that things didn't work out. And um, and I'm trying to wait. Does Helen already have a note? Uh, no. I don't think she does, right? I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. Which is kind of sketchy, because you're like, uh, what the hell? Um, but then they go see Barry together, um, yeah. and they're like, yeah, so this note, like, what's this about? So, so, someone must know. And he's like, maybe it's that Max dude, because, I mean, he was he was there, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, Barry, Barry and Helen have not been dating no they broke up ways and uh barry he has a football scholarship i guess if if something of that sort yeah but i I don't i don't know but uh yeah but he's back for the summer unfortunately yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh, i think he's the only well he and julie both left but ray and helen both stayed behind yeah i mean i'm assuming Um, helen like I think she said she did go to New York for a bit, maybe. Yeah, she she said she went there for a while. Didn't work out. Yeah, didn't work out. Sad. Um, and uh, and yeah. so then they decide to confront Max, um, 
and Barry threatens him with a hook. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> he's like, I'll kill you. <sighs> and then Ju- Ju- Julie discovers that Ray also didn't go to college. He's now a fisherman on the docks with Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's kind of some like tension there. Like, oh, are they going to get back together? You know? Stuff like a lot that. of tank tops in this movie. Too. Everybody has a tank top tank at top some movies. point, I think. Yeah, Ray's got a black one, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 Barry's got a white one. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's um, and unfortunately for Max, uh, he's working, and he goes to like put some fish in like a broiler or something. I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And there's this dude in like a rain slicker who comes in and grabs one of the fish hooks and just jams it into. His throat and then out of his mouth and drags him across the boiler thing and I guess that's mm-hmm. the end of Max so I guess yeah. he's not the one doing it uh, John Debney's score is really good in oh, this I too, love I the say. score the it's, score is fantastic quite good. he had just done Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. and uh, that was kind of his big break and then he did a, I think one or two other things before this but yeah that's it's really good he this. did a lot of music for the like Disney TV specials back in the day mm-hmm. like I think he did yeah. like Maybe it was like Disney's Halloween treat and some of the Christmas ones too. So it's got like a Disney background. Barry goes and works out. Yes. And makes a, uh, a lot formative of scene. A gay kids feel less alone in this world. He's changing afterwards and he gets a picture of his car. And it says, I know. And he's like, what the hell is this? And he goes out <laughs> and there's a dude in his car. And he, like, turns on the lights and starts chasing him. And then, like, this chase goes, like, all the way down the road. And then the car crashes into this building. And (laughs) then he... He's he's pretty much fine. He's got, like, a couple scratches. He's got, like, a a sprained wrist. That's that's about it. And then the killer gets out of the car and walks over to him with the hook. And you're like, okay, he's going to kill him. And then, like, it fades to black. Mm. And you're like, okay, well, he's dead. And then, like, the next day, they're all in the hospital visiting him. And you're like, why didn't he just kill him? You know? It doesn't really... Yeah, we're not really sure. He's just toying with him at this point for some reason. I don't get it. Maybe it's not the actual 4th of July yet. So he can only kill them on the 4th of July. And, of course, Max's death was added afterwards. So they kind of broke their own rules there. Yes. Maybe Max was just practice for the 4th of July. Like, that could be. I'm a little rusty with be. my swing. I need to mm-hmm. practice. That Max guy looked little, like a D-bag, so. My hook's a little rusty, and I'm a little rusty. Yeah. So. Like, why not? Give it a go. <laughs> so, Julie's been doing some research. You know, she's been looking up some newspaper articles. Mm-hmm. And she starts to think that the guy they killed was this guy named David Egan. And she finds out that he has a sister who lives in the boonies and she and Helen decide to go out for a little drive and visit her. Mm-hmm. And like, they're trying to come up with a plan and they're like, we need a plan. Angela Lansbury always had a plan. <laughs> Jody Foster tried this, you know, a serial killer opened the door. And we're like, we love you, Helen. Thank you for, for being smart. And they show up, and they pretend like their car broke down and they need to use the phone. Mm. And they try to, like, weasel some information out of her. And, like, I think they see a picture of him and they're like, oh, who's that? And Missy's like, oh, that was my brother. He he died. Mm. And, and then she starts to talk about this guy who used to visit a lot named Billy Blue. Mm. 
and they're like who the fuck is that and they they were sweet on each other for about two minutes as she says yeah it's like wait what but like were they or is she just she just saying that it's very bizarre um Mm -hmm. she's an odd character you're not sure like (laughs) what her game is here between this and the remake of psycho yeah she's uh she's had a couple years here (laughs) i love Anne. i love her she's such a wackadoo i love her so much and and she's so twitchy in this too like she's always like twitching and like antsy and you're like is she on Mm -hmm. something what's happening and they they do find a slicker that looks a lot like the killers so everybody's got a slicker ray's got a slicker too missy might be the killer i don't know (laughs) that's yeah that's the red herring like if if you got a slicker then you're potentially one of the killers your killer yeah and then they leave and they go back into the car and they have like this kind of heart heart to heart about like how guilty they feel and stuff and then there's like a really good jump scare where like Missy pops out and like bangs on the <laughs> windows like, "Hey, you forgot your cigarettes." <laughs> Do you think she had the same stylist as Josh Hartnett in Halloween H Two O? I would not be surprised. <laughs> it was a dark time for hair care, the yes, late nineties. <laughs> the bangs. <laughs> And then I, I I love when they pull away from her and she just like watches them go and she's like Rrr. like you know she's up to no good and mm-hmm. Julie drops off Helen and Helen doesn't know that the killer is in her house. This scene's actually kind of scary because yeah. like you think he's in the living room but no he's not he goes up the stairs she doesn't see him and then she goes into her bedroom and you're like is he in the closet I don't know and she's like looking at all of her like crowns and stuff and here comes fucking Elsa like oh just have having a moment and then she's like I need you to um to work in the department store tomorrow and she's like I've gotta be a part of the pageant you know because it's it's customary that the former queen needs needs to be there and stuff and she says and, and she's like brushing her hair and she's like you and that hair mm. and so <laughs> it's a very Jan Brady Marsha Brady moment here. Yeah. <laughs> and so Helen goes to sleep and in the morning she wakes up and she's like something feels weird and she starts to like go through her hair with her hands and like huge chunks are just falling out and she realizes that someone has cut off so much of her hair and oh, then my hair. in the mirror it it says soon and she just starts screaming and like breaks the mirror with her hands i'm like ow girl ow that must really hurt <laughs> and then of course when we see her later there's no cuts on her hands i don't know what what yeah. that was about just <laughs> who knows freakishly strong hands that helen <laughs> And um, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I think that's the the, the, the the kind of weird thing about this movie is that sometimes it it tries to play things really realistic and serious, and then other times and then there's it that just kind of drops that totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then and then later on, like we'll get to it when he kills Ryan Philippe, and his body mm-hmm. is just like gone, like with no blood. Yeah, there's like literally a, a drop of like, blood. It, it, like come on I'm like, did we'll you stab him yeah. once? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then like. Uh, Julie's driving around in her car and she hears like this weird noise so she pulls over and then she opens her trunk and there's Max crawling with like crabs on him Max has got the crabs and then he's gone like he's here for like a second and then he's gone two seconds later and so she freaks out she smashes the uh, the 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 trunk and then she goes Mm -hmm. and she brings like everybody in and she's like there is a corpse in my car and barry like opens it and he's like uh 
there's like nothing in there and it, it's like clean as a whistle too like nothing's ever yeah, been in yeah. that it's like a totally car. different car yeah <laughs> it really is and he's like so what happened did they like carry him away or something and it's like well yeah. good point Barry um, and she's like freaking out and then they decide to go see Ray because he must be in on this because where is he and like immediately B- Barry just like smashes him in the face and they like fall to the ground it's like boys boys just take off your shirts and fuck you'll be a lot ha- ha- I, uh, that's, uh, that's what I was thinking the whole Good time too Lord. you got some of that pent up pent up male aggression ridiculous bullshit. and then Ray talks about how he's gotten a letter as well and they're like, wait, what? So this guy is just, like, waiting for us. Like, what's he waiting for, huh? And that's <laughs> the famous scene. Which, yes. have you read that apparently Jennifer Love Hewitt said someone, like, a child wrote that scene or something? Yes. Something like someone that was on the set, like a ch- child was like, you should just scream up to the skies. What are you waiting for? Although it does feel like one of those things, like, maybe covering her ass a little bit, too. Like, maybe. oh, actually, a child wrote that. You know? <laughs> did they? <laughs> did they? <laughs> or did you write that, Jennifer? Love you. I mean, in in all fairness, she sells it very well. It's a hard yeah, line to yeah. sell, and she commits. Mm. So, it good for you. Basically, <laughs> comes back again in the sequel, so. <laughs> if you want me, Ben, I'm right here. Come and get me. Oh, man. Um, so yeah, then she's like, we should, um, probably go and see Missy again. So Julie goes there. It's kind of, at this point now, she takes charge of the situation and she's kind of like, you know, boys, you had your chance to Mm -hmm. deal with this issue and you fucking failed. So now it's my turn to actually take charge and figure this out. But unfortunately this time Helen can't come with her because she and Barry are part of the whole like full 4th of July parade, you know, since like she mm-hmm. was the queen last year and stuff. So she it's, she's on this this big float. <laughs> and it's pretty elaborate. Yeah, this whole fucking thing. This must cost a little bit of money here. To, it like, really did. I mean, they, prob- they were probably already doing the parade and they just asked if they could like, you know, be a part of it. I would assume so. Yeah, because if I this came out in October, they pro- probably did shoot in the actual summer. So maybe they were just yeah. like, let's just use the production value that we have. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks great. It yeah. re- really does. And of course she starts to see like everybody in a slicker you know, because there's like 50,000 of them. Everybody's got a fucking slicker. But only one has the hook and dis- dis- displays it threateningly. And she's like, there he is. So Barry goes off and like t- tries to like find this guy. And he ends up like f- finding one. And it's just this old dude that that's like, please don't hurt me, please. <laughs> like, well, shit. <laughs> Poor guy. And meanwhile, at Casa de Missy, uh, she talks about how David apparently committed suicide because he was he felt guilty about the death of his girlfriend named Susie Susie Willis and she had died in like a car accident I think and she's like I've got his suicide note if you'd like to see it because you know Missy's really all about the bonding and uh Mm -hmm. and she shows the note and and Julie's like wait a second the writing on this looks exactly like the threatening note that I got and she's like, I don't think that was a suicide note. I think it was a threat. Dun, dun, dun. dun. And now we're at the Croker Queen contest. 1997. <laughs> Jesus. And there is a girl who's selling it, even though she ain't got it. 
What are the lyrics? Uh, Baby, look at me. Get me. And tell me what you see. What you see. She is no Irene Cara, okay? She she uh, cannot no. pull this off. And Helen is what all of us. <laughs> she's like, Jesus, this is terrible. Yeah. And she's kind of laughing. Actually competed. How did Helen win? I want to know what Helen's like. What was her, her talent? Uh, yeah. Talent was. Yeah, what did she do? I'm assuming like a dramatic monologue. Possibly from yeah. Soil Soylent Green. Soylent Green. Um, but Soylent I don't know. Green is people. people. <laughs> I want to cut like all the scenes from that together with this and just make a nice. <laughs> if Helen was competing in Mount Rose, that would be mm-hmm. that's a movie there. Um, well, they're both slashers, basically. Technically so. speaking, I mean, they both have a <laughs> yeah. pretty high body count. In fact, I think Drop Dead Gorgeous might have a higher body count. I don't know. I think it does. I haven't I done the math, but um, yeah. and so she's kind of like poking fun at this whole thing, and she looks up at Barry, who's in the balcony by himself, com- completely. I guess they didn't really sell out that that year, mm-hmm. and um, he's laughing too. But then she sees that the mysterious man in the slicker is behind him, so she like steals the th- thunder of this girl doing fame and she's like, and she's like there's someone behind you he's killing him and of course the slick slicker man is like slicing him with the hook like 50,000 times and and she's like freaking out and like rushing off the stage to try to get him and everyone's like holding her back and this cop's like ma'am calm down calm down let let let's go up there and check and then it cuts to Randy from Scream, and he's like, behind you, behind you. And then it cuts back to, the, to what you were talking about. <laughs> they go, it's all connected. And they go up to the balcony, and they're like, uh, there's nothing up here. Like, your friend's not here. There's no man with a hook. And he's like, let's just take you home. You seem like you've been through a lot. And as but they wait. leave, they see that on the banister, there's a little drop drop of blood just a little drop just, just a little bit blood. because you know he wasn't hooked or gutted with a hook at all um no, no he didn't like throw a bunch of ketchup on the wall like donald trump no know? no he's classier that way classy yeah. our killer is much classier than donald trump <laughs> <laughs> muse watson <laughs> who to thunk it um yeah. and so the police officer is like taking her back home and then they take a little shortcut and he's not really feeling it like she's all like like you're you don't believe me and he's like so your boyfriend was killed with a hook is it the same hook they used to cut off all your hair (laughs) and she's like listen you barney five piece of shit i'm gonna you mayberry reject fucker (laughs) you you little shit stick mayberry ass reject (laughs) there's been a murder and if and, and if you don't do something you're gonna burn in hell it's like okay yeah Fair enough. And so they cut down this little uh, alleyway, and there's a car that looks like it's broken down. And he's like, I'm going step, to step, step out and try to see if this guy needs help. And then mm-hmm. she sees, as he goes to the car, that it's the dude in the slicker. And she's like, no, he's behind you. Behind you. <laughs> Once again, behind Nobody you. listens to Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's why, like, so nope. many people could still be alive if they would just li- listen to fucking Buffy here, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so he stabs him with, with a hook and blood comes out of his mouth and she starts screaming. It's a world-class scream, by the way. She's a great screamer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's like, oh, shit, I'm trapped in the back of this cop car. I've got to get out somehow so she just uses her her high heels to like punch through the glass of the back door and like crawls out not a scratch one one once again she's 
fucking MacGyver her over here. Her gown is still perfectly beautiful and intact. It's nice. And can you believe it still fits? <laughs> she's got a big ass then. She's got a big ass now. Not our Sarah Michelle Geller. She's lovely. <laughs> Don't say those things about our Buffy. <laughs> so she climbs out, and then the chase is on. Oh my god, this fucking scene. Yeah. yeah is one of the finest pieces of horror film making of all time. It's like a mini movie in and of itself. It is. Where it's like a short film here, yeah. She's being chased by this dude and she rushes through the empty town streets because everyone's at the pageant and then they're at the parade, so no one's around because I guess the parade hasn't quite, you know, gotten to that side of town yet. And she rushes to the department store where Elsa's working, and she's like, "Elsa, open the door! Open the door!" And Elsa just takes her sweet fucking time. Oh my I'm god! Coming, I'm she's coming! I'm like, coming! She's like, "Hurry! Jesus Christ, All bitch!" Right. And she finally does, and she gets in there, and and she's like, "I was being attacked!" And she's like, "What?" And she's like, you could have just gone through the other street entrance. And she's like, go lock up the doors. And she's like, what? And she's like, do it, I say, goddamn it! And she's like, all right, fine, God. So. So Helen goes upstairs to call the police and then Elsa goes to check the back door, which was unlocked. And we see before she does that the door has already been opened and there's someone in the room with her, which turns out to be the killer. And Elsa does not respond very well to this. She just kind of stands there and then screams and then gets like Mm -hmm. sliced across the throat with the hook. And then um, Helen is a little concerned because she hasn't heard from Elsa so she starts to go downstairs and then like the lights go off the music goes off and she's like fuck no and then she notices that a mannequin behind her doesn't look so mannequin-y and then it just leaps out and it's the fisherman and it grabs her I don't know how he had the time to make this quick change it's really impressive very Mm -hmm, impressive mm -hmm. because you'd think she'd hear like the crinkling of like putting it on his head you know but the laws of the I know he did last summer universe there it's listen, constantly changing it it's its own world and so the chase is back on and she like she she goes to the back door and it's locked and then she sees that El- Elsa's like dead in the bath the bathroom on like a toilet <laughs> so she like mm-hmm. she takes this little like elevator thingy this like little lift and she's like pulling at it to like make it go up because it's like old 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 school and stuff which will come back in Halloween H2O. Oh, yes. At least yes. a form of it. Exactly. And, uh, and then she crawls up into the attic and she sees him rounding the stairs and he shows up and she's like, crap, I'm trapped. So she goes out of a window and she's trying to hold on and he comes in and tries to slice her with the hook. And so she just jumps for it, lands on some trash conveniently placed below her. And she l- looks up and he's gone. She's like, shit, I got to get out of here. And she goes around the alleys. And in the meantime, Julie has discovered that apparently Susie's father was a guy named Ben who was a local fisherman. And she's like, oh, shit, like maybe he's the killer. So she comes in and tries to find Helen at the pageant, but the pageant's cleared out. So she's like, where could she be? And Helen's like turning all the corners in the back alleys and she hears music and fireworks and a parade is coming across and she's like oh thank god people everywhere and right as she gets to the entrance of the parade she hears a noise and turns around stupidly and then Mm -hmm. 
the killer just pops out and like sticks her in some tires, this like big maze of yeah. top tires and slices her you into a million really pieces. You can't really see what's going on, but John Debney's no. score is fucking over the top going it's crazy like as hell, but yeah. The the editing, the the sound effects, the screaming, the the music, it all creates it, it it's a lot like the shower scene in Psycho. Like you see nothing, but the impression is really violent and gross. Like it just it feels Yeah. just ugh. Julie goes to the docks to tell Ray and then she notices that his boat is called Billy Blue. Dun, dun, and she's dun. like, oh my God, are you the killer? And she like runs away from him. And then this fisherman appears out of nowhere and like knocks Ray's ass out. And he's like, go hide on my boat. And Julie's just like, oh, sure. Great. And well, wait, we first we got the, we got the scene, the, the best scene of the movie, where she's got to tell Ray this whole convoluted, sordid tale about Billy Blue and Missy and how they're all working together and everything is just fucking nuts. And then there's just Ray just pauses for a moment, and he's just like, "That's fucking insane. <laughs> this is this whole thing makes no fucking sense." And as an audience, we we have to nod and say yes. It makes perfect sense. Well, because then (laughs) once she's on the boat, she finds like the classic serial killer scrapbook of like Mm -hmm, articles mm -hmm. and pictures of like her and her friends and Susie and all this stuff. And you're like, oh, my God, she's on the killer's boat. That's not good. And then the he book got pictures like, developed the pretty fast because he has some pictures like from earlier that day and like yesterday. And, yeah. And... and I remember this time. Sometimes it was 24 hours. Sometimes it was not. Mm-hmm. So he had mm-hmm. a look. And this town is so podunk. I have a feeling there's probably no 24 hour photo mats. Uh, I doubt it. Yeah. So unless he was one of the first ones with a digital camera, I could be. I'm going to call some bullshit on this. <laughs> Very ahead of his time. Yes. I just love how, like, he took a break from the killing and stalking to take the pictures to, like, an mm-hmm. Eckerd's and get them developed. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, really, his priorities are <laughs> interesting. A little, little shifty. Yeah. And uh, and then the fisherman comes in, and it's revealed he has been Willis. And yeah. you're like, oh, no. Run, Julie, run. Well, it, it, it takes a moment to be like, who the fuck is Ben Willis? Like, no. I don't even... <laughs> oh, right. That's this character, this person we've heard, like, two things about. Literally. It, it, it's just, like... There was a search. It's, it's... For a whodunit, like, usually in a whodunit movie, it's someone, like, who's kind of connected to the group. But this character is just, like, someone we don't know anything about, essentially, except yeah. for these little bits that we know from Missy and stuff. It's just... It's it's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, really, you, you could say the same thing about the original... Friday the 13th. We hear nothing about Mrs. Voorhees. We never meet her until when she's revealed to be the killer. And yet some, for some reason that works for me. I don't, I don't know why. Well, she's more charismatic than he is. So she's a more interesting killer. So there's that. And like, yeah, I don't know why that works while this one is like, who is this again? (laughs) Like, why is he here? And, um, so he starts chasing Julie and she goes like below the deck and, there's like all these like little secret passageways and stuff and then eventually she's in like this big room of ice and she's like <laughs> she's like going through the ice and then here is that real ice because that would be cold as fuck i to have know to be active. i i assume I it's, feel like fake. it's probably not i would yeah God, i would, I would hope so fake. that must have been a fun day on set like here comes mm-hmm. the room of ice she's like oh fuck 
Um, mm-hmm. And she finds the bodies of Helen and Barry, and she mm-hmm. screams. And then Ray like wakes up and he gets like a motorboat and like tries to find Julie. And at some point he gets on board, like right as Ben's about to kill Julie. And he says his, his famous line, when you leave a man for dead, make sure he's really dead. (laughs) And then Ray gets like, um, Oh, what the hell is it? Like the, the rig thing, the little thing. Yeah, I don't know the what they're. Hook. I don't know what shit parts. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It's the. Yeah. It's the thing that they killed the lounge singer with in Ghost Ship. You know that little mm-hmm. like hook, yeah, that thing. hooky yeah. thing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I that that helps no one. But um, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing. Go watch the movie, folks. Go watch it. <laughs> so he swings it and it like knocks Ben out, and then he goes to like help julie and i love when he approaches her she screams she's like oh like it's clearly not him like come on and and then like ben pops back up again and then somehow like they get the thing on his on his hand and he gets like sucked up into like the the top of the boat and it like slices off his hand or something yeah i don't understand the mast thing something like that we don't ship okay (laughs) we're not rich people or fishermen we don't do this yes and um and so then his hands cut off and he goes overboard and they're just like oh okay yay the nightmare's over and then Mm. the police come and they're like do you know why he'd want to do this and they're like no (laughs) like and because they're they're because they realize that he's the one that killed um uh what's his name uh david so technically mm-hmm. they didn't kill anyone really yes yeah. so they have nothing yeah. to be ashamed of because the man they hit is a serial killer so like they did a public service really <laughs> and there's this whole exchange of like i love you julie and <laughs> she's like i i understand your pain <laughs> and then they just like embrace <laughs> And you're like, okay, that's the end, the end of the movie. But oh no, oh no, because Julie's back in college. Wait, She's back. There's more. And she is about to t- take a shower. And I think she's talking to Ray on the phone, right? It seems like she's talking to Ray. Yeah, she's like, you can come ravage me in two weeks. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Julie, not girl. I, I hope she's talking. I hope she's talking to Ray. <laughs> she's talking to Ben. Um, and <laughs> and and then she goes into the shower and she sees this letter. And it looks very familiar. The writing looks very familiar. And it just says, Julie. And so she opens it. She's like, oh, no. Oh, no. And she opens it. And it just says, you're invited to a pool party. And she's like, oh, thank God. And she goes back into the shower. And it's really steamy. And all of a sudden, she hears that little ding. The little ding of the thing that the guy had in the opening of the movie that we still don't know what the Mm -hmm. fuck it is. Yeah, we don't know. And she just, like, slowly turns around. She's like, oh, no. And then, he pops out of the shower. That's the end. And then, na 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 na. Hush, hush. I love it. It's a little bit of an upbeat ending for such. It really is. It's like she might have just been brutally murdered, but hey, hush. Time hush. Hush, hush. And I remember that song was also in the trailer. They use it in the trailer a lot. Uh, yeah, that was the big another big thing from this time period. You know, every film had to have a big soundtrack. Got to have a soundtrack. All these. Brought to you by KTEL Records. And, and I had to buy them. I had to buy them all. And <laughs> you said you had this one on a cassette on tape, a cassette right? tape. Mm. If y'all remember what a cassette tape was. 
Yeah, the Gen Zers are like, what? Cassette tape? I've I've heard of VHS, but you had cassette tapes to listen to music? That sounds like it was horrible quality. And it was. It was awful. (laughs) And if you left it in your car, it would warp. And then it would be like, (laughs) horrifying. That's what it sounded like at the end there. Well, it's death legs. The heavy metal version. It was like, please kill me. It really sounded bad with that version of Summer Breeze in the opening because it already sounds like really slow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Summer Breeze make me feel fine. (laughs) Like, oh God. Yikes. (laughs) Horrifying. Uh, I don't miss cassette tapes. I really don't. And then you got CDs, and those just got scratched up all the time. Oh, and it was like... Because no one ever knew how to take care of them. Like, my sister, yeah, God that. love her, would always, like, take it, take one out of the car and, like, touch the, the actual disc part with her fingers. I was like, you're going to ruin it. And sure enough, all those are scratched and warped, and, like, only one song out of 18 will play now. You know, it's like those are... Mm-hmm. They're all screwed up. That's been my brief spiel on... CD care, in case you want. In case, in case you tuned in for that after 100 episodes, that's what you're looking for. We're now a CD care podcast. <laughs> um, let's see if there's any other little bits of trivia here that are interesting. Well, despite being part of the main cast and appearing in many scenes together, Helen and Ray only speak to each other twice. Oh, which is ironic because, of course, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar became a couple after this movie and were married in 2002. They just didn't want all that sexual so tension that. on screen. I it was too much for them. That's what yeah. it was. It was yeah. Did they like meet on like this any, movie? You think? Yeah, apparently that's oh. that's what they say. That's what they say. Love connections. Jennifer was also apparently originally going to play Helen or at least she read for Helen. Oh. So there's that, but uh Random. I'm glad that didn't happen. No. Uh, and Sarah Michelle auditioned for the role of Julie, which actually would have been interesting, Isn't but Isn't that funny? Reese Witherspoon also was in the... I feel like Reese was, like, up for everything in the 90s, yeah, it's, so... It said... <laughs> I think it said she turned down Scream, but yeah. she was, like, approached for it and then was also approached for Urban Legend as well mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. probably turned that down, too. Yeah. I'm just excited to, to find out what these deleted scenes are. Yeah, it's exciting. Mm. Is it more, like, mm. research scenes or, <laughs> like, another death scene? I wouldn't mind a library montage. Do you think Missy gets killed in a scene? Like, that would make sense. Ooh. Like, Ben should kill her because she reveals too much. Yeah, yeah. It would make sense to kill her. Yeah. Then he'd have to be, like, across town, and it would just be, like, just thinking about the gas and the mileage, you know? just Maybe the alternate ending is that she's been working with him the whole time, and there was two killers, Oh. And... Missy comes out and has a whole okay, so monologue. I'm picturing it now. So Julie yeah. gets this mysterious email, and then it cuts to Missy back at her comp- compound sending it, and mm. and then she cackles <laughs> and drinks tea. Yes. <laughs> and then she's the killer, and I still know what you did last summer. As she puts on her slicker. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> Why don't they ever ask our opinions? I ask know. the gays. <laughs> we just want a Missy sequel. But you know, I'm I'm thinking they could do another sequel to this because the third mm, one in this fran- franchise doesn't really count. 
but you don't even exist to you me. You don't exist to me. And I'm wondering if it could be planned that she was the mastermind behind this whole this whole thing. You know, I think it could work. Yeah, yeah. why not? <laughs> For, forget about Ben. He's old news. Yeah, not Missy. And uh, did you watch the? TV series? I did not. I did not. I have a little self-respect yeah. left, not much. <laughs> I was like, every, every, everyone was basically like, don't even bother. So I was like, all right. Yeah. I heard it was one of those ones that like had some okay moments, but then the ending is so bad. And it's like, unfortunately, that is a big part of watching slashers. Is, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, but yeah, I, I wasn't enticed enough to sit through it. No, I couldn't but do it. What do you get to do? I mean, I did sit through um, the third sequel, which was bad enough. So, I I think I've still only seen bits and pieces. I just can't bring myself to do it. I, I you know, I, it's uh, it's not worth your time. Or I your just know he gets put into a wood chipper or something at I one point, think right? So, unless I'm hallucinating, um, which I could, because I think there's a supernatural twist where like he's like a zombie type person. I'm like, something what the fuck is like going that. on here? I I, I don't remember <sighs> why it was made, except just to make a few bucks, but. Uh, but that's I know we did that summer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, not to be confused with that new teen show that's out there now called uh, "The Summer I Got Pretty." Oh, um, yeah. Maybe it's a crossover. I don't know. Maybe Who knows? it is. <laughs> I know what you did last su- summer. You got pretty. Summer, you got pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if that whole show is just like a coming of age drama until like the last episode and then like all of a sudden there's this dude dressed like a fisherman a with a hook oh, i wish more shows would do that that would be so cool <laughs> yeah i love late game genre changes that's so it's much just, fun it's great it's like you think you're watching a comedy for the first 45 minutes and then bam nope well do you have an overlook gem for today yes i mean oh well oh, i mean uh, christ uh, it's a trilogy of terror 2 <laughs> There's a sequel? You did not know there was a sequel? Yes. I have not seen the sequel to Trilogy of Terror. It's no. um it's basically like the last episode of it is just like a basically a remake slash sequel of the last one from the first movie with the little doll. Yeah. Um it's you know, it's it's got it's not a great movie, but it's entertaining. It's three three stories, one movie, also made for TV. I think it was made for USA Network in, like, 96. There's one about, like, killer rats. Then there's one that was actually a remake of one from a movie called Dead of Night called Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is the return of the Zuni doll. It's like a sequel. Okay. It takes place right after the Karen Black one where they are in her apartment and they find the doll and they send it, send it to like a museum and then it wreaks mm-hmm. havoc in the museum. So it's like a night in the museum, but with like a killer doll. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the relic, sort of like the relic, which was around the same, the same, the same time too. I'd like to take it back. My underlooked, my underlooked gym. I don't, <laughs> my God, my I'm having a day is the relic. Now it's the relic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. It was the whole time. I've switched it. it. See what I did? I changed midway through, just like what we were talking well, about. Well, I don't even have one today, so oh. that'll be both of ours. Well, it'll then the relic you, you, you can take be... the relic, then. <laughs> I think maybe we should start trading off. Like, I'll do one one week, and you do one the next oh, week. Because we're, we're going to run out of we're going to run out of the, the these if we keep doing. I like that idea. That that's a good one. Uh, yeah, but uh, 
you know, have a nice Fourth of July, whatever you decide to do with it. You don't have to celebrate America because America sucks, but you yeah. can do whatever you feel like. Yeah, you, know? you do you. Maybe celebrate the 4K release of, or the upcoming 4K release of. I know you did last summer. You know, yeah. throw throw some fireworks for that. Why not? I think it's worth and a few sparklers. And you know, as always, you can find us social media, Facebook and Twitter, H O H H Podcast, which stands for Ho Podcast because we are hoes. We are the Ho Podcast. Right. The Ho Podcast. You didn't know. <laughs> now you know. We can't say homo, and but also, we can say ho. No. Oh yeah. Well, you said it. Now we're gonna get canceled. Oh, not again. Damn it to hell. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Homos and to tell. Uh, we are. I'm surprised we haven't got kicked off Instagram. I know, right? With that name. Uh, we'll see. And uh, <laughs> cut to next week. <laughs> cut to. We, Sorry, we our Instagram, Instagram account page was pulled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, we're on iTunes. If you want to leave us a review or a, a nice star rating, that'd be nice. Thank you to those who have. Please be nice if you do. And uh, Letterboxd, we're all over the place, you know. And we are going back to themes this month Ooh, for a while. Yes, we are. Exciting. I'm very excited. So we have a whole month lined up of some uh, summer-themed horror. Yeah. Get your suntan lotion and... Grab your beach blankets, because uh, we're going to have fun. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, bye. Bye, y'all. <laughs>